I have mixed emotions on what I want to speak on today. Only because it's supposed to be a special day of remembrance. But I really wanted to change the tone of all of it and speak on something that I believe is perhaps maybe a little bit more important. Because, see, everyone dies. Some die of natural causes, some from accidents or declarations of war. And where a person spends eternity is the most important thing in all the world. And I believe that telling another individual how to have eternal life is the greatest act of freedom that we can do for another individual. You know, a lot of people never learn how to talk to somebody because they're scared to death. It is. It's a scary thing to talk to somebody about the Lord. Well, I had somebody ask me a question. Pastor, why does it seem like in the Old Testament it seems so, so hard to see the gospel in the Old Testament? It seems like it's so complicated or it's not there. It's, uh, you know, you don't find so many of the, you don't find Ephesians 2, 8, 9 in the Old Testament. You don't find 1 John 5.13 in the Old Testament like that. And John 3.16, so clear in the Old Testament like that. And uh, I said, you know, that is a very good question. That's a very good question. Deserves a good answer. I wish I had one. Take your Bible and turn to the book of Philippians in chapter 3. Philippians in chapter 3. I want to show you a, a key that opens up the Old Testament. Believe it or not, there are a couple keys. Today, I just want to show you one of those keys, that if you see this key, and it goes into the Old Testament, and it will unlock some scriptures, and you'll see some things. And I believe it'll be a blessing to you. The Apostle Paul had talked about something in his life that he had done. Oh, not by himself. It was done when he was really young. And it looks like it's a problem. So in chapter 3, look in verse 1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you. To me, indeed, is not grievous, but for you it's safe. Beware of dogs, that's Gentiles. Uh, beware of evil workers. Beware of the concision. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit oh, and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Now, I want you to underline that in the Bible if you don't have it underlined. No confidence in the flesh. No confidence in the flesh. That means that you do not have any confidence in yourself that you can, by anything that you do, save yourself. So this is Paul a Jewish man saying this, and he says there in uh, verse 4, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, in other words, if anybody has a reason to have confidence in the flesh, he says, I, I do. If any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. He said, look who I am. Look who I am. In verse 5, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Boy, I am somebody. If anybody 
would have a right to earn their way to heaven, he said, I got as good a chance as anybody. And that was zero. He said, look who I am. And I have no confidence in the flesh because of what I've done, because of who I am. No confidence whatsoever. But he says, I was circumcised the eighth day. Now take your Bible and turn to the book of Galatians. Just a few pages to the left. Now remember, you must follow me all the way through or you're going to get lost. You can't leave me for a couple minutes and then come back and think you're going to catch up. You will lose something in the sequence. And it's so important. So in the book of Galatians, look in chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 and now look in verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So what's the yoke of bondage? Well, the law, trying to keep the law, trying to earn your way to heaven. That's slavery. See, if you have to earn your way to heaven, it's like being a slave. You have to do all these things, and then God's already said it won't work. But you're a slave to something that won't help. And that's people who go to church and try to live a good life and try to be all these things. And God says it's not going to help. So he makes this statement here in verse 2. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. Well, wait a minute. Didn't he just say in Philippians, I was circumcised the eighth day? Well, if he'd been circumcised, and here it says, if you've been circumcised, Christ won't profit you anything. So is, is, Paul can't go to heaven because he had been circumcised. He said so. Is there a contradiction in the Bible? No. Because Paul realized as he got into the, the realm of the Lord and realized that salvation was not by his works and simply by grace, he understood that his circumcision had nothing to do with saving him. So he said, don't trust in the flesh. Don't trust in the flesh. And then in verse 3, he said, for I testify again to every man that is circumcised. He is a debtor to do the whole law. So if you're going to be circumcised to be saved, you also have to do the whole law to be saved perfectly in every area. And Paul says, um, it won't work. No flesh shall be justified by his works, by his deeds. So I want you to take your Bible and turn to the book of Romans in chapter 4. Romans and chapter 4. Circumcision was a sign, and you will find that mentioned in throughout the Old Testament. And that the whole nation of Israel was commanded to be circumcised. And I have to admit, most people have no clue what it's talking about, or what does that mean, and what does it reference to, and what's it in the Bible for? A big deal. Who cares? But it's in here for a reason. So in Romans in chapter 4, I um, want you to see there in verse 11. And he received the sign of the circumcision. The sign of circumcision. So circumcision was a sign of something. So the key is to find what was it a sign of. What was it a sign of? And he says, for, and he receiveth the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had yet been uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them. 
Isn't that all clear? You know, you can read that sometime and you say, what? And yet, when you slow down and you look at exactly what he's saying, it's clear as a bell. So there's something that God told Abraham that is very, very important. So take your Bible and look in Romans chapter 4 and verse 1 now. Because if it was a sign, what was it a sign of? So verse 1 tells us something that Abraham found out. In verse 1, what shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? Paul found out later, well, Abraham had already found out long before, 430 years before the law was given. You're talking almost 2,000 years before. And the message hasn't changed. And it's true today, and it was true back then, and everybody's saved the same way. But it doesn't look like it's as clear in the Old Testament, but it's because we haven't studied the Old Testament like we do the New Testament. But look what he says. For if Abraham were justified by works, if he were justified by his works, that means that a man could earn his way to heaven, right? But he says, he hath whereof the glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. So all that Abraham had to do, not by his works, all he had to do was believe, and he would be made righteous. Believe, and he would be justified. He believed, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. God would give Abraham his righteousness if only Abraham would believe. Now, there's, of course, what did he have to believe? But we'll explain that in just a second. So it's all in here, and it's all very clear. Take your Bible and turn to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians in chapter 3. In Galatians in chapter 3, I want you to look there in verse 6. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 6 says, Even as Abraham believed God. Well, evidently, God must have said something, and Abraham had to know what it was, and he believed it. And because of his faith in what God said, he was justified. He lived to be 175 years old. But none of his works for 175 years got him to heaven. Only one thing. He believed what God said. Look what he says in verse 7. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. In other words, you get to be a child of God, just like Abraham became a child of God. Same thing, same way, by faith. In verse 8, and the scripture, the Old Testament, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, And these shall all families of the earth be blessed. So here's a verse saying that it's found in the Old Testament. So we talk about how clear it is in the New Testament, but God is using the Old Testament to help us understand it. So evidently, it must be clear also in the Old Testament. Look at that statement again. When he says, in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. You need to understand what it means to be blessed. You see, 
God cursed everything and man, and everybody dies, everything dies. But to be blessed is to live forever. To be blessed is to have eternal life with the Lord. You say, you made that up. No, I didn't make that up. When you go to the Old Testament and you'll read, it talks about the blessing and the cursing. Here he's talking about the blessing. Well, what is the cursing? Well, I'm glad you asked. Look at verse 10. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the what? Curse. Why? It is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. For the just shall live by faith. So there's blessing and there's cursing, and that refers to salvation or no salvation. So he makes a statement in verse 13. Christ hath redeemed us from the what? Curse of the law. Being made a curse for us. Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Why? That the blessing of Abraham might come. So the reason Christ died as a curse under the law was to pay for our sins. He was cursed in our place. And we are blessed in the sense that God has given to you and I salvation, eternal life. Because of what Christ did on the cross for us. See there in verse 14. For the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through somebody. Anybody? Through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the seed that came from Abraham. And that's why he says down in verse 16. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not unto seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. So when you go back and you see that, you'll understand. Uh, he's talking about Jesus Christ. That's talking about the gospel. That's talking about how to be saved, justified before God. Now, take your Bible and turn all the way over there to the book of Genesis in chapter 12. Genesis in chapter 12. Here you find uh, some of the statements that are made in the Old Testament that God uses in the New Testament to explain the gospel. How that God preached the gospel before unto Abraham. And he says here in verse 2, And I will make of thee, talking about Abraham, a great nation, and I will bless thee, Make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curses thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So God is going to have, through Abraham, a seed down the road that would make a payment for the sins of the whole world through Christ. And the blessing is that a man would be justified by faith. This is what this is teaching, that a man is justified by faith and faith alone to be blessed of God. And nobody can get salvation by his works. No man. Now take your Bible and turn to Genesis in chapter 15. Genesis in chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15, it says there in verse 2, Abraham has a problem. You see, he was 75 years old. Uh, when the Lord told him to come out of the earth of the Chaldees, and, uh, you know, years are passing away, and he says, hey, I got a problem. 
Hey, how do I know you're going to keep your word? He said, I have to have a child. I have to father a child. And I don't have any. Uh, how is this going to work? Abraham knew, hey, there's a problem here. Because his body was already past the age of being able to have children. So he went, what am I going to do? How is it going to happen? So he says there in uh, verse 2, And Abraham said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold, to me that is that has given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heavens and tell the stars, count them, if thou be able to number them. He said unto him, So shall thy seed be. That's a promise from God. And so in verse 6, He believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. So his righteousness was put to his account, and Abraham was justified by faith. Because he believed what God said about the seed, and the seed is not seeds as of many, but of the one, which is Christ. So Abraham believed what God said about Jesus Christ coming into the world. So I believe that he understood just like you and I have to understand. And it's mentioned here and explained very simply and very clearly. Now, in Genesis... I want you to look in chapter 17. Chapter 17, and look there in verse 1. And when Abram was 99 years old, 99 years old, he still does not have a child yet. He's 99 years old. And God had promised him that he was going to have a son. So in verse 1, it says, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect and mature. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, I'm going to change your name. Made a covenant with him and blah, blah, blah. Uh, then uh, he says in verse 7, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generation for an ex, uh, everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. And he says, and I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. So God had made a promise to Abraham. That he's going to justify the heathen by faith alone. Because he says, and through thee, all families of the earth will be blessed. I mean, to be justified by faith alone. So then he makes this statement in verse 9. Now get what he said, because otherwise you, you won't understand it. You'll hear the phrase, the, the terminology, but you won't get the purpose of it. Because you have to remember in the New Testament, the book of Romans in chapter 4, when he makes the statement in verse 11, that the... Circumcision is a key to understanding the gospel in the Old Testament and what it was a sign of. So he says in verse 9, And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant. 
Therefore thou and thy seed after thee in their generation. This is my covenant which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. And ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin. And it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. It was between you, Abraham, and God. It was a sign of something. You see, when Abraham believed God, his righteousness, God's righteousness was put to Abraham's account. And he was to be circumcised as a cutting away of the flesh, which was a sign of no confidence in the flesh. It means that Abraham put no confidence in the flesh, in him, in a man's works for his salvation. That he was justified by faith, and faith alone is how he was justified. And circumcision was a sign of the seal of the righteousness he already had before he got circumcised. So being circumcised was not what saved him. There was no confidence in the circumcision. It was only a picture of something. It was only a sign of something. So every Jewish man who circumcised his Jewish little son was because of the faith of Abraham. Abraham was justified by faith alone, and they were to circumcise their sons because of the seal. It was to teach a whole nation, that you're justified by faith without your works. That is simply by trusting Christ in Him alone as your only hope. And to have no confidence in the flesh. Because that is what circumcision was a sign of. Abraham had no son for all those years that God promised him he was going to have one. From the time he was 75 until the time he was 99, no kids. Oh, he had one by Ishmael, I mean Ishmael, who was by Hagar, an Egyptian bond slave, but not his son. That was the promised son. And now he's 99 years old. And now because he's 99 years old, he got circumcised. Within a year, Isaac was born. So God made the promise to Abraham when he was not circumcised, and yet it wasn't fulfilled until later. So Isaac was born after Abraham was circumcised. So that's why you find, uh, when did God make this promise to Abraham? When he was circumcised or before? It was before. Why? So that Jews and Gentiles will all understand that everybody saved exactly the same way. And that Abraham can be the father of all of those that believe. Whether you're a Gentile and never been. Or you're a Jew and you have been. But it was a sign that you understood. Abraham was justified by faith. Now wouldn't it have been neat and great? And maybe they did. Every father explained to their children as they grew up. What circumcision was about. That Abraham our father did not put any confidence in the flesh. And he simply believed on the Lord about Jesus Christ. And he was justified by faith. And it was a sign of the covenant between God and Abraham. 
You say, you're making all that up. No, no, I'm not. No, it's all here. And it says in verse 11, And ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and so shall it be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every man child in your generation, that is to be born in your house, and blah, 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 all the way down through here. Now, look over there in verse 20. He said, And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him, and will make him fruitful, and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he beget, and I will make of him a great nation. Now, this is talking about Ishmael, and there's where the opposition came. Every one of us have within us, if you have not trusted Christ as your Savior, you have like a little Arab terrorist lives inside you. I can preach a whole sermon on that. But when you trusted Christ as your Savior, it's like having a little Jew inside of you. Now, what are they two going to do? They've been fighting for 4,000 years. And if you'll watch the news, you'll find out that it won't be long. Something has got to explode in the Middle East. And you can see it coming. The United Nations are even sympathetic toward the Palestinian statehood. And you watch. Isn't it something that God said this will happen in the last days? They started off fighting, and they've been fighting ever since. And it ain't over yet. I could get sidetracked here. You know that. But I'm not. I'm fighting the urge. So he says here in verse 23, And Abraham took Ishmael, his son, and all that were born in his house, and all that were bought uh, with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the same day as God had said unto him, and Abram was 90 years old and nine when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And Isaac was born after this, not before this. So that Isaac was a, like a miracle child born by faith in what God said because he had no confidence in the flesh. And this was a sign of the Seal of righteousness that God had given to Abraham before he was ever circumcised. But that was the teaching and the lesson of why it was done. So that everybody in the whole nation would know how Father Abraham got to be Father Abraham. And how he got to have eternal life and know that he was going to be in heaven someday. All this is mentioned. So in verse 25, Ishmael, his son, was... 13 years old, uh, when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And then you find out, yes, Isaac was born. 